Amen. They said, I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story how I made it over. Children are dismissed for children's church, but what will your story be? Would you sit with the father and chat with the son and tell him about this world that you just came from? I'm going to put on my robe. I'm going to put on my robe. Tell the story how I made it over. Anybody got any loved ones over there that can just stand with me and say, I'm going to put on my robe. Tell the story how I made it. Grab your neighbor by the hand and tell him, neighbor, I'm going to. Let's celebrate Jesus one more time. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell within. Today is a good day. The atmosphere has been set. preacher used to say when I was little he said the question is are you ready when the atmosphere is set then your soul is ready for a word we're excited for what God is doing we're excited for our graduates that will soon be graduating amen um, I'm excited that I'll be throwing my peppermints and balloons on next week to watch the first child of the family to graduate. My oldest will be graduating from college on next week, so I'm excited about that. Amen. Not only am I excited, but I'm thankful for the relief fund. They, they, they. They, they know daddy, daddy happy about the relief fund. She, she already talking. You, you going to bring me a gift? What you you going to take me shopping before we go to the... Uh, I told y'all this morning, your gnaws helped you out. Amen. Your, no. But I'm grateful for that. So we ask that you would keep her in prayer as well. Today's a good day, y'all. I, I know uh, many of us, we're celebrating our mothers and and we're celebrating them today. We're going to take them out to eat. And the children is going to pay. What you, what you laughing at? You, she laughing. <laughs> you got them? Okay. All right, all you mothers are going to get free meal on. 
Sister Kay, Sister Kathy going to take care of y'all. Amen. But we're excited about that. But I, I just want to say to those that, again, that may be like me, uh, without a mother but not motherless, uh, that be happy because God didn't leave you then and he won't leave you now. We should always rejoice in him because if there's no rejoicing, then there's no belief. But when there's rejoicing, we know that he is a wheel in the middle of a wheel. And Jeremiah says, like fire, shut up in our bones. But how many know that he'll rock you when you just need to be rocked to sleep? Amen. So keep your head up, be encouraged, and let you know that God loves you, I love you, and it's going to be all right. Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would, turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to jump to two verses, just two verses. Verse 10 and a, a last piece of verse 30. If you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you. Amen. And it reads, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Verse 30 says, I want you to jump right after the word vain. Watch this. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Our God and Father is preaching time. Songs have been sung. Your presence has been felt. And Lord, the children have paved the way for me to stand down and attempt to stand in the shoes of John. But Lord, I pray that you let me decrease. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. I pray that something is said that will fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. So Lord, I ask you now that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, I praise you for all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer the house of faith said amen as we look at this text I again I solicit your prayers I, I mentioned before I'm not a seasonal preacher but the Lord has instructed me to preach for this season and so I'm preaching in a motherly season for Mother's Day uh, on the subject the topic if you would help me the beauty of mama. The beauty of mama. The beauty of mama. We all know to experience life uh, and to value its treasures, we all could agree that some of our great values come from what we've been taught at a young tender age. Importantly, treasures become most valuable when we know or have reaped the profits from it. In fact, if, if we were agreeing with the society that gives record that 
in the United States, there is 80.6% of single parents that are moms. And of that 80%, 45% are single mothers. They're currently divorced or separated. But statistics say 1.7% are widows and 34% of single mothers now have been married. But out of about 12 million single parents and families, 80% are headed by single mothers. So that indicates that one in every four children under the age of 18, totaling to about 17.2 million, are being raised without a father. And almost half, 40%, live below poverty line. Now some, some would say it's impossible for a little boy to understand or appreciate the views and values of boyhood without a father. Some would say it's even difficult for a little girl to struggle trying to understand what love is from a man and how to be treated. And then some would say that uh, you may not receive the proper necessities with one being out of your life Versus the one that's in your life. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Scripture gives no indication whether it's a man or woman. It just says, gives us instructions on what to do and what will happen when you do it. In fact, somebody will agree with me and there are many successful men that have been raised by women. In fact, there have been many successful men that have been successful that are raised by single moms. In fact, I believe Kanye West, John Stewart, Jay-Z, Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby, Kevin Hart, Shaquille O'Neal, Sean Puff Daddy Combs, Jack Nicholson, Jet Li, Mikai Pfeiffer, Notorious B.I.G., Bill Clinton, Martin Lawrence, Samuel Jackson, 50 Cent, Barack Obama, and yes, Reverend Greer. If I could throw myself in there, we'll let you know that many successful men have been successful being raised by a single mom. I, I may not have the great things such as these men have. I may not be living on a hill in the house with many rooms. I may not be driving a car sitting on 25s or 32s, but, but I do know that when mama did what she did and she cared the way she cared, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for what mama did in her single life. In fact, if I can get somebody that'll testify and say, Reverend, I know what it means to be raised by my mama. In fact, I know what it feels like that I may not be famous, my name may not be in lights, but I thank God for what mama did. Mama told me I was great, so I decided to accept that I'm going to be, I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing, that I'm going to be great. In fact, had not mama deposited some great stuff in me, I wouldn't know what success feels like, but because she deposited some great stuff that you'll stand tall, you'll, you'll walk like every other man, you'll live like every other person will live even greater. I'm so glad that mama deposited some stuff in, in me because had she not deposited, 
Y'all done got quiet on me. Don't start crying now. Had she not deposited, you wouldn't be here today. Can I get somebody that can just testify and say, I'm thankful for the beauty of my mama. She looked in on my faults and saw all of my needs. She, she told me I could make it when I didn't feel like I could make it. Look at somebody said the beauty of my mama. The, the, the beauty of my mama. She, she said I was great. She said I would be great. The, the beauty of mama. When we look at this virtuous woman, we look at this woman and one cannot omit the fact that she is disposing or displaying her character uh, because she shows in the text how she carries herself as a virtuous woman. Now, now I, I had to look at that, that word character and, cha and, and challenge myself to understand what she means. Mother was saying in so many words when we look at virtuous woman that as you grow and as you go in life, your character will be tested. You don't have to agree with me because there are three areas and three places in life that your character is often tested and is tested to the fullest. First is at your house. I don't know if anybody got any snotty nose, any babies that, that run around and just don't want to be right and don't want to listen to it, what you have to say. And, and then the second place will be your job. People always want to test you to see if you're really who you say you are. And watch, really, your biggest test is in the church. Help me, Holy Ghost, I'm trying. Listen, listen, your biggest test come in the church because not everybody in the church is saved. And if truth be told, there's some people running around saying they saved, but they test the lion. Because every time something comes up, you don't want to pray you always got something negative to say. So, 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 so the character of this virtuous woman, she's saying that you got to keep character even though you're being tested. Now, I can remember in childhood days how mama would keep her character when she was being tested. Many times when she would look at her bills and the money didn't add up to what the bills were. Her character was being tested. In fact, when food didn't look in abundance, she was being tested. But I found out that when you love and serve the God that mama loved and served, how many know the Bible says that he will supply all? I wish I had some testimonies that could say, Reverend, I ain't always had ham. I ate some spam. I ain't always wore Levi's. Sometimes I wore some Oshkosh. But I thank God that he blessed me. Yeah, yeah, uh, the character will be tested. But watch this. Your faithfulness must be shown when you're being tested. Uh, I'm trying to preach a little bit. But understand the text says the virtuous woman. It asks the question, who can find a virtuous woman? Watch this. Because he's talking about character. The intent of woman in the Greek and Hebrew language is man and woman. Because character is not identified on gender. Hello. Character is identified in all of those who say they are children of God. So who can find a virtuous woman? Watch this. Your character should be a reflection of what you live. 
Yeah. People should see the God in you no matter where you are. And, and we need to stop trying to bring our praise only on Sunday. But you should take your praise everywhere you go. In fact, you should take your hallelujahs, your amens, not just to the dinner table, but take it to your job in the presence of your enemies. Take it to the doctor's office. Take it to the funeral homes. Take it to the courthouse. How many know when you carry your praise, nobody can tell you how good God is. In fact, it was the fact that I carry my praise. I testified in front of the devil. Though you tried to kill me, but yet you didn't destroy me. You, you, you got to take your praise wherever you go. Mama, mama, really, the beauty of mother was trying to teach us how to have some character. The virtue is woman. I'm stuck on character. And I got a whole lot more to talk about. The virtuous woman teaches us how to have character even through financial issues. Because the text says she did a lot of things to not only beautify, but to make sure others had. I mean, let me park at your table and eat a little bit. Listen, you should be thankful that mama taught you how to be grateful. This side then hung up on me. Sister D, I'm just going to talk to you for a minute. You ought to be thankful for what mama gave you and taught you how to be grateful. I wish I had some people that can just say, Reverend, I know where I came from. I, I remember what I've been through. In fact, if you read the Bible, it's always talking about where they came from and where they went to. And some people don't know when to shout because you ought to be grateful over the little things. He says, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. So hold on to your little Volkswagen. A Cadillac is on its way. Stay in your little two-bedroom apartment. It's a mansion on the way. How many know you got to be grateful for what you have? I get so nauseous when I see church folk that complain about what they don't have. You should be thankful that you're able to stand on your own two legs, see with your own two eyes, talk with your own tongue, hear with your own eyes, and lift up your hands without the assistance of somebody. Yeah, you, you, you got to be grateful. Great, grateful. Yeah, y'all sit down. I'm just talking. Uh, you, you, you got to be grateful because here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Though you are being tested, you have to still bear witness because it's in your witnessing you will expose what you know. Uh, Y'all catch that? If I don't witness, Deacon look like I don't know nothing. But if I witness... That means I might be able to help you or hope you through some situations. I, I, I wish I, I had somebody that can just say, Reverend, I came to church and I was gleaming off somebody else's praise because I didn't know what praise looked like. But when I woke up this morning and looked in the mirror, I found out what praise should be about because I should have been dead somewhere sleeping in my grave. So my witness is he kept me alive. 
he put his hand of love upon me and allowed me to be in the land of the living. How far somebody say I'm glad to be alive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be alive. Yeah, yeah, you, you, your character, because you got to be able to witness. I believe Joseph in Genesis 50 says, I bear witness that you meant it for evil. But God meant it for, for good. And, and because I can witness in the midst of my storm, that shows some character. Y'all just missed it. Help me, Holy. Sometimes you got to witness when you don't feel like witnessing. You got to talk back to God. Sometimes when you don't feel like praising Him, you just got to. And tell Him, Lord, I thank you. Sometimes you just got to hold your head back. And say, I'm just so glad that I can look to the hills for which cometh all my help. All of my help comes from the Lord. And, and your witness keeps character. But let me take you to the text. The first thing in the text I saw of the virtuous woman, the, the beauty of mama, is that the deceptiveness is an illusion in beauty. Uh, People will look at your condition and believe that the way you look on the outside is how you feel on the inside. And the unique thing about it, when you look at this virtuous woman, she never exposes her looks. She just prepares to help someone else look better. You, you reading the text, aren't you? She did all she could to make sure that those that she were married to and those that were attached to her looked better. Watch this. I, I'm glad mama took a little flour, added a little water, and made a little gravy to make me feel better. I'm, 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 I'm glad mama went to the GW and, and took some holy jeans and put some patches and made them look like brand new jeans. I'm glad she, she decided to put a few cardboard box in the bottom of the shoes that had some holes to make me feel a little more comfort until she can afford. Sometimes what I look like ain't what I feel. And even on the inside, though I'm messed up, it's not going to show on the outside. But if I can get two and I'll make three, I can say, Reverend, I came in messed up. I was thinking about my mama. But on the inside, I found some joy because the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Now watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the deceptiveness is an illusion in the beauty because watch this. Uh, Samuel 16 says that the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at his appearance or his height of his statue because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. But watch this. The deception is not in the beauty piece because here it is. Though it looks like I'm not going to make it, God said I will. Come here, Zechariah chapter 9. The Bible says he rode into town on a coat. A coat is one of the nastiest, dirtiest animals that you want to be around, like some of us. Some of the nastiest and dirtiest so-called Christians that 
we want to be around. But watch this. It wasn't what the coat was. It was what who was on the coat. Y'all just missed the shout. And sometimes you got to say to some people, it ain't what I am. It's what I used to be. Because God decided to sit on me like he did the coat. And because he sat on me, he had to break some stuff. Some stubbornness, some evil doings, some wicked thoughts, some iniquities and transgressions. I'm so glad that he sat on me and broke some stuff. I wish I had a witness that could say, I'm glad that he gave me a spiritual facelift. I don't look like what I've been through. I don't smell like the fire. I'm not drowning because God decided to sit on a raggedy joker like me. It was his amazing grace that was sweet and sound that saved a wretch like me. Look at somebody says spiritual facelift. Yeah, spiritual face. Can I just stay right there for a second? A spiritual face that some of us come in looking so cosmetically put together. We're so uniquely hair woven, finger tapped, suit fitted, finely put together. But our spirits ain't right. Help me wake up somebody. But here it is. When you have decided to allow God, watch this, to use your beauty to call you cutie. Watch this. He took your ugliness and turned you into something worth looking at. I wish I had somebody that could say, Reverend, I used to be ugly, but I thank God he laid his hands upon me and changed the way I used to look. My hands look new, my feet look new, and even my facial expressions is new because there's something about the name of Jesus. It'll make you walk right. It'll make you talk right. How many know it'll make you act right? Do I got anybody glad about your facelift? Anybody glad about your change? Your do-over? You even love it or list it? Guess what? I'm not giving nothing back to the devil, but I love what God gave me. So it may not look like you want it to look, but everything God made was good and good. Yeah, the spiritual faith. I'm glad he changed me. The, the, the uh, deceptiveness is an illusion in beauty, but the next thing is, is that beauty does not reduce productivity. Uh, Colossians 3 says, whatever you do, work it with all your heart and working for the Lord, not for human masters. Watch this. The text says that beauty is vain. But the Bible says that it shouldn't reduce your productivity. Because when it indicates that beauty is vain, it said it's fleeting. It only lasts for a short time. Don't let your age be the excuse to why you can't be productive in the house. Don't let your age be the excuse to why you're not getting to Bible study. Getting to Sunday school, getting to BTU or going where you need to be so that you can be productive. 
Many people don't understand your tree, your tree is not bearing any fruit because you're not planting any seeds. Let me help you again. The reason why you can't get where you're trying to go is because you're too busy chopping up other folks' roots instead of standing where God needs you to be to be pruned. Let me help him, Holy Ghost. Help me today. And what we need to understand, he's saying that it's only for a little while. Vain means fleeting, meaning it only lasts for a little while. So then now what you need to do is take your sanctified, beautified, glorified self into the house of God with the same wrinkles, the same defects that he designed for you to have and be productive in the kingdom of God. I'm trying to help somebody. You may not like this kind of preaching, but the truth be told is the church don't grow because no one wants to come and work. You can't be a peacock all your life. You, you, can't, you can't walk with style all your life. In fact, I tried to run the other day and got tired when I got halfway to the driveway. I can't do it like I used to. You can't, you can't plaster on makeup and don't think somebody can't see your evilness behind it. You got to make some things happen and be productive. So now when I'm productive, then what I look like ain't what it is. On the inside, I got a heart of code, a heart like God. So baby, when you're going through, I'm willing to help you while you're going through. Because I've been where you're trying to go. I've been what you've been through. And I've done it, but guess what? God did it for me. And if you keep holding on to his unchanging hand, how many know he'll do it for you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this the text. I'm just breaking it down, trying to get us to understand that the beauty of mother is developing character. When mother teaches you how to be, she's developing your character. Can can. Can I just stop at some homes of some relationships and marriages? Please, can I just stop? You don't have to feed me. But let me share this with you. The reason why your home is flipped upside down. No, I changed it. It's because you have taken the same conceited behavior that you had when you met him or her and you done got older and you still trying to live by it. Let me work that out. Let me work that out. When you, when you met him, he was your hunk of hunk of burning love. When you found her, she was your diamond in the rough. But because you have become conceited, you look down on his mistakes as if you ain't never made no mistakes. And you look down on her mishaps as if you don't have no miss. Some of y'all looking at me conceited right now. Reverend, you ain't. I don't appreciate you talking about me and my spouse. But listen, you got to break that stuff. 
in order for God to work wonders in your house, work wonders through you, you got to change some stuff. I may not be able to lift 220 pounds, but guess what? I still can lift. So don't look down on me for what I don't do. Don't look down on me for what I don't have. Be thankful that we are together. Because if God was to be conceited, none of us would measure up to be in a relationship with him. But because he looked beyond our conceitedness, I thank God for Jesus. That he said, if you don't have it, I got your back. If you need it, I will supply. And if you dream about it, you seek me and I give you the reward. Because how many know he rewards those who diligently seek after him? Do I got any seekers today that said, Lord, I once was lost in sin, but I thank God that you took me in. Yeah, yeah. That view that that conceited behavior. Listen, uh, we need to know that when we are conceited, we forget all of the things that was instilled in us. And if we really be honest, Christians are so conceited now that they scare themselves into being useless. But notice in the text, she continued to encourage with her character. She continued to work because watch this. The ways that women lived in the Bible days, most women wouldn't survive today. Oh. Let's, let's put some mascara on. Let's cover it up. But truth be told, in the Bible, the women were treated bad. And we all know today's society, you just ain't going to talk to a woman. Come on, talk to me, ladies. Y'all should be... Three people should have ran around the sanctuary. You're just not going to talk to them any kind of, of a way. You're not going to look at me. And you're not going to tell you I'm not of value because I know I'm of some value. Matter of fact, I'm the one that cleans your clothes, Negro. I'm the one that washes your back when you can. I'm the one give you Tylenol when you got a headache. I'm the one to make your lunch. You're you not going to talk to me. I know it's right. The women in the Bible were, were ones that we should exemplify because they had character. They could handle themselves in a moment of disgust and be truth be told they were teaching men how to be men. Can I dig a little deeper? And the reason why you might not have allowed the man to find you because you're too busy trying to be a man. I'm talking about character. I'm talking about character. You trying to tell him what he should and shouldn't be doing. 
That's Bible. Submissiveness, humility. That's okay. You trying to tell him what he shouldn't be doing, but yet you ain't praying for him. The text says in chapter 31, the virtuous woman, look at it. When you watch it, you'll see not one time did she raise up against her spouse. I know y'all finna vote me out. But it said that she took the initiative, watch this, despite of how he treated her to make him look good. The Bible says when he came, they recognized who, who he was. Reverend, help him. I'm trying, Pastor. I'm trying. Listen to all you men that downplay your lady. You better wake up and smell the coffee. Let me say that one more time. To all you men that downplay your lady, you better wake up and smell the coffee. Because the text says she, when, when she did what she did for him, she made his clothes. She put on good garments on him and they recognized him when he came in their presence. Watch this. Just because your name is who it is, it ain't that. It's who you connected to when people recognize who you are. Let me, let me help you. Don't you mess up the family name. You better walk with some dignity and pride and represent us well. Well, that's what the Lord is saying. Don't you mess up my name. You better walk with some integrity and some character and some humbleness so then now I can exalt you in the presence of your enemies when they say you were good for nothing. My baby said I'm going to be sweet. I'm going to be just fine. In fact, had my baby not encouraged me, I'd probably be sticking you right now, punching you in the face. But I thank God that she showed me how to remain humble. And in the midst of my humility, I can handle what you say about me. Let me get off marriage class 101. There. That, 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 that glory to mother is basically saying that you cannot be conceited. Mother had a unique way of making things look good. Even though it didn't appear to be good. I, I mean, I know I got some, some more dignified mothers now. 21st century, but the, the old school mothers know what I'm talking about. When, when you made things better than what it was. Or if you were one that could witness to the fact of how mother always made everything all right. Two eggs fed five people. Three pieces of bread fed a whole family. Two slices of Spam fed us for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mama made everything. Some of y'all might not have been through that, but I guess what? I know I got some grit eaters. Some malto meal and some cream of wheat eaters that can testify said it ain't always been like it looked. But I thank God that she made everything all right. The beauty of mama had a way of making things better. The, the, the virtuous woman made things better. Let me get out your way because I know some of y'all getting bored. Now you're saying, Reverend, you're talking too much. But lastly, he shows us that beauty does not place a disclaimer on your worship. 
because it says in the text for a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised your beauty does not place a disclaimer on worship despite of how the virtuous woman is being described and all of the things that she gives us to exemplify a life of characteristics or having good character your worship should not be stunted because you're not always held accountable by your mother all the time. There are things that she taught you to tell you that society will hold you accountable for what you do. But here it is. Oftentimes in church, we are held accountable for our way of worship. And the Bible says that the virtuous woman was one who fears the Lord and she should be praised. Now, to fear him is to know him and to know him is to respect him. So anytime that you respect him, then that must mean you know him. And because you respect him and know him, that means you fear him and what he says. Come, 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 come here, some of you people that have been beaten. Torture took place in my childhood because anytime spankings was coming, we had to go pick our own poison. Go get the switch with two leaves on and make sure some of y'all looking like you ain't never been spanked. Probably that's the reason why we act like we act. Make sure it's is sturdy enough, and if it ain't sturdy enough, I'm gonna whip you with that, and you're gonna go get another. But when they really wanted to send a message, they would pick up any and everything that was in their presence. I wish I had some spatula whoopers, or some, some shoe hitters, some book beaters uh, that can, and, and, and watch this when they would pick it up, they would put the fear of God in you. Knowing that even though you don't see me when you get to school, you better respect me. As if I'm right there. That's what God is saying. Though you're going through the storm and rain, don't forget who I am. You better respect me even in the process of your turmoil. Because if you respect me, then you know that I'm God. And I have the authority to cut down the dilemma. Turn off the issues in your life. But if you don't respect me, I'll cause calamity. I'll cause iniquities to be your life. I'll cause darkness to be your way of living. But if I can get two and I'll make three that can testify, say, I'm so glad that I got the fear of God in me. I'm so glad that I respect him enough to know that I can praise him whenever, wherever, and whenever I want to because he's been too good to me not to praise him. But because he's been so good, if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank him enough. I'm so scared of God that I praise him because he's powerful. I praise him because he's wonderful. I praise him because he's omnipotent. I praise him because he's omnipresent. I praise him because he has all sovereign authority in my life. Look at somebody say, don't be afraid to worship. Don't, don't. Don't be 
afraid to worship because David says that you should bless him at all times. His, his praises shall continually be in your mouth. But he says, because of what he done, your soul should make a boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear thereof and, and be glad. And he tells us all that we should all magnify the Lord with me. And, and if there's anybody here that knows how to magnify him, he says, then we should exalt him together. That, that's some character that mama instilled in us that no matter what, we're going to praise God in this house. We're going to lift him up in this house. In fact, matter of fact, you're going to learn how to pray and I'm going to teach you how to pray. You're going to know how to sing because I'm going to help you when you sing. And in fact, when God's been good to you, I'm going to praise him with you. So then now we exalt him together and guess what? We all are blessed. So, in my clothes, the beauty of mother reminds me of a little boy that went to church. While at church, he noticed that people will always give homage to Teresa and the young man said to one of his friends he said a little while ago someone asked me something about mother Teresa what is she like did she glow in the dark? Do she wear a halo over her head? Yeah. And then she was short and wrinkled and precious, maybe even a little ornery, like a beautiful old wise granny. But there's one thing that this boy told his friend. He said, I will never forget looking at Mother Teresa's feet. Her feet were deformed. And each morning during service, her feet caught my attention. So much so that I would just stare at her deformed feet. Until one day I went to the gatekeeper and I asked did you see mother Teresa's feet can you tell me why her feet are deformed ain't the Lord all right well while he was at the gatekeeper's place the gatekeeper said every Wednesday we get a load of shoes and what Mother Teresa does, she wants to make sure that the children get the best shoes. So she would take it upon herself to dig and get the worst shoes. And she would put them on her feet just to make sure that the children had what they needed to have on their feet. 
Are you praying with me today? And that's the reason why her feet are deformed. Well, when I think of that story, I think of the beauty of my mama. Because how many know that mama would give up her last to make sure you had the best? Ain't the Lord all right? How many know that mama would take the worst so that you would have the best? Lord, please. How many know that when mama did it all, she did it all so that you could have the very things your little hearts desire? Y'all don't hear me this morning, but if I can get two and I'll make three, that can testify and say, Reverend, I remember what mama done for me. She did it all because she wanted me to have the best. And for that, I can tell her thank you because that was a lot of character. In fact, if I can get two and I'll make three, that can look back over your life and think of one thing that mama done that she shouldn't have done to make sure you had everything that you had. Ain't the Lord all right? Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah. But if I could just think of another thing, I remember how mama would give up her last to make sure that I had everything that I needed. But I don't know about you, the beauty of my mama was that she gave up her life to make sure I had a life. Can I get a witness that can just testify and say, I'm so glad what mama done for me. Nobody can do me like my mother. Nobody can hold me like mother. Nobody can tell me that they love me like my mother. Nobody but Jesus. Ain't he all right? Let me tell you why. One Friday, he went on the cross. They called Calvary. He hung and he died. He stayed there from the sixth to the ninth hour. They took him down, buried him in the borrow tomb. All day Friday, all night Friday, he was laying in the tomb, all busted and disgusted, not confused, but abused to save a wretch like you and me. All night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday, but how many know he died, but he got up early Sunday morning with power in his hand. Power to walk right, power to talk right, power to live a productive life. Can I get a witness? that can testify and say not only am I thankful for what my mama did but I'm thankful for what Jesus did he did it all because he loved me anybody know he loves you say yeah say yeah do me one more favor grab your neighbor by the hand and tell him neighbor if you hold on you got to look at them like you really mean it. Tell them, neighbor, you got to hold on. Everything is going to be all right. 
if you trust in the Lord and give him all the praise, everything, everything, everything will be all right. Say yeah. I got one question and I'm going to go to my seat. Ain't he all right? Have you tried him and know he's all right? of mama was that because you have to maintain character while you're on the Lord's side and when you really look at the rest of that text, because I gave you just a little bit, you'll see all the work that she did, she never complained. Y'all will catch that in a minute. What she was depositing in us is that there's no need to complain. You have everything you will ever need if you trust in the Lord. Because it said, she that feared the Lord shall be praised. Though it didn't look good, she knew she believed in God. So she kept doing what she needed to do. I'm saying that to somebody today that though it don't look good, you still do what you need to do. Believe in God because when the minute you get conceited, that's the moment he may say enough is enough. Maybe someone's saying, you know, I've been doing it my way too long.